Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Could there be a worse year than 2020 to graduate from university? Lockdown disrupted final exams, not to mention final goodbyes. And as companies reel from the economic impact of the coronavirus, graduates face one of the toughest recruitment markets in recent times. I've had friends who've had their graduate jobs outright cancelled. They said, we're really sorry, but we can't take you on anymore. Even for graduates lucky enough to have a job offer, COVID means many will be starting their careers on screen inside a rented bedroom. And they'll have to deal with all the uncertainty alongside the usual pressures in a first job of budgeting, renting and above all, managing their hard-earned money. You hope that you won't have any bad experiences, you know, moving from that graduate life where things are relatively easy to making sure you, you're, you're on top of everything. And that is exactly what I'm here to help you do. Welcome to Money Clinic, the weekly podcast from the Financial Times dedicated to tackling real-life financial issues. I'm Claire Barrett, the FT's consumer editor. At a time when the coronavirus has thrown everybody's finances into sharp focus, we hope to help you make the most of your money by listening to what my team of experts and I make of listeners' dilemmas. This week, the money blogger Iona Bain and Jonathan Black of Oxford University's Career Service are brimful of tips for recent graduates. When it comes to budgeting, graduates should nail down what all their essential expenses are and transfer that money into a secondary bank account so they don't spend it. Attitude determines altitude. So number one is to keep up that really positive attitude. More of that later. Time to meet Ollie. He's from a small town, Gosport, on Britain's south coast. But for many years, Ollie has dreamed of moving to the big smoke. London was just from a young age where I wanted to be. And I'd always see all the people, you know, the young lads walking around in their suits and all the young sort of graduates walking out of the big offices. So it was always sort of the idea that I wanted to end up there, but I just wasn't sure in what form. Well, after graduating from uni with a first-class degree this summer, he won a place on the graduate scheme of one of the big City of London accounting firms. 
clever boy. He was due to start his job in September, but now his start date has been put back to January. You're obviously a person who likes to make plans, and COVID-19, of course, has disrupted a lot of Mm -hmm. the best late plans. Now, tell me about how it affected your final year at university. I remember we were playing Twister in my friend's house on the final <laughs> night before I came home. So probably not the best socially distanced activity well, no. for that, at that point, but it was a good last hurrah. But then we, we got, got myself back home. I'm someone who enjoys planning ahead, but we couldn't even plan a day ahead because things were changing at such a rapid pace. Still, Ollie is one of the lucky ones. Some of the friends he planned to move to London with have had their graduate job offers withdrawn. And all of this has left the plans of Ollie and his friends for renting a shared house in disarray. It is a very stressful time for all of us. It's whilst we still have the uncertainty of one person not knowing if they've got a university offer and the second person not knowing if they have a job offer, it's very, very difficult to make anything concrete or set in stone. 21-year-old Ollie is indeed organised, a rare 21-year-old perhaps who uses spreadsheets to help him keep on top of his life and his finances. It's an attitude he says he got from his mum and dad. Money was a challenge at times for us growing up. I mean, Gosport is not the most wealthy of areas. Mum was on the NHS, my dad was Minister of Defence, and... They put me through private school, for which I will forever be grateful, an opportunity that they did not have. But in order to do that, there were tricky weeks and tricky months and tricky years. I think that's why I've been brought up to really appreciate the value of money and making sure you really make money work for you. Now, obviously, we talk about problems that people have with money Mm. on this podcast. And your problem, although it's a brilliant opportunity is that this is going to be a really big financial change for you. You're going to be moving from a small town to the centre of London. It's a massive change. You you hope that you won't have any bad experiences, but you, you do read about things that happen, you know, moving from that graduate life where things are relatively easy to being in full-time employment, having to meet your bills, making sure you're on top of everything, obviously still having a good time with your friends and, you know, having a fun life. But there are a lot more worries and concerns that you have once you move out of that sort of safety net. And a top worry is budgeting when you have extra cash coming in and bigger expenses coming out. Even organised Ollie knows it can be difficult to budget, especially when you're a student. I was always very on top of things, but certainly moving away from home, you're in a new city, you've got brand new friends, it's very easy to let money, not, not so much go to your head, but for you to just wake up after a night out and think, I have spent how much in that club? Well, I'm glad to hear that you did have fun because... There are some people who are so obsessed with tracking every penny, they kind of Mm. forget that you need to spend some money in life to, to enjoy yourself. So let's talk about the cost of living in London compared to the gospel. Now, do you have a spreadsheet for this? No spreadsheet for this one, but I can imagine ju- just the, the cost of a pint of beer in London compared to Nottingham is quite a step up. So once you factor in housing, transport, everything else, it does sort of make your bank account want to weep a little bit. Well, we're here to stop Ollie's bank account weeping, if we can, and in fact give some pointers, as he wanted us to do, about how to use the spare cash to save and invest. 
But he knows these aren't ordinary times, and that is what's preoccupying him the most. I hope that we get the experience that graduates have gone through before us. I hope that there's not a drastically diminished emphasis on the social side of work, where you are seeing people face-to-face in the office each day. You are able to go out and meet people for coffees and go for meals out in the evenings. I hope there doesn't become a toxic environment where everyone is so stressed about their own situations that it then leads to a more stressful day-to-day job. But I hope that COVID doesn't negatively impact on that and emphasise it. Well, here's my assessment. Ollie's finances feel pretty sorted, but what's really dogging him is uncertainty. As someone who confesses to loving spreadsheets and is unnaturally interested in tax law, Ollie is a born planner. And unfortunately, COVID is making it extremely difficult to plan ahead in all kinds of areas of our lives. I tracked down two experts who could help him learn to manage this uncertainty, both with his finances and in his career path. What they have to say will strike a chord with many others who have graduated during the pandemic. What should graduates really be looking out for regarding their own personal finances when starting off their careers in the city and moving on from the student life that we've been used to for the last three or four years? So enter my first expert who understands Ollie's worries. Ayana, you've listened to Ollie telling us about his woes. Now, obviously, he's really lucky to be starting a new job with a big firm as a graduate, but he's quite daunted by the prospect of moving to London and renting a flat. Yes, I can completely understand why Ollie's feeling daunted because I felt exactly the same way when I first moved to London and that was in the ordinary pre-COVID era, which Mm. seems like a lifetime ago now. You couldn't get more honest than that. And that's why I've chosen our first expert, Iona Bain. She writes an award-winning blog called Young Money and has really smart advice. Now, top of the money worry list for Ollie and other graduates is quite understandably renting a property. I've had older brothers of friends that have ended up with fairly ropey agents and fairly ropey houses where they've had things go wrong. And I know Ollie's situation became trickier when one of his friends had to drop out of a flat share because his job offer was delayed. But fear not, Iona, like me and many others, has been there before and has this advice on renting. Know your rights. Don't hand over any money until you're certain that you're going to move in and make sure that your landlord puts your deposit in a tenancy deposit scheme. It's easy to find a great property online, but what's more important is finding great housemates. It's always a good idea when looking for housemates or a place to stay to start with word of mouth, but not completely rely on it. Ollie needs to hit up his networks over the next few weeks and months and find out if there's anybody that he knows who's already based in London and looking for a flatmate. You never know. It may not work out. Even if something comes up, it might not be suitable, but it could end up saving him a lot of time and effort. Otherwise, your best bet is to check out websites exclusively focused on rentals rather than the likes of Facebook. So you've found the place, but COVID-19 is making it all the more risky. If you live with someone, they may not pay their share of the rent and bills. For instance, if they lose their job or they see their income hit 
And that means you've got to really trust who you move in with and we'll keep talking to you as well. I think the biggest source of financial conflict can be this unwillingness to open up about problems. For any parents who are listening, landlords often ask younger workers for a rental guarantor who will pay the rent if they are unable to. Be aware that in house share situations, you could end up on the hook for the unpaid rent of other tenants who default. So it's crucial that you all understand what you're signing up for. Your next biggest concern, like Ollie, is how to look after your money. I'd like to know what general tips you have for budgeting and saving when starting a career in the big city and factoring in high cost of living, but also incorporating expected salary rises. Obviously, COVID has tempered the number of temptations on offer, but Iona, you're the budgeting queen of the younger generation. What would be your top tips for Ollie here? When it comes to budgeting, graduates should nail down what all their essential expenses are and transfer that money into a secondary bank account so they don't spend it. And additionally, try to put a few hundred quid in there as a buffer for unexpected expenses, uh, a pricey period like Christmas. And once he's in the habit of saving that extra money, he could then switch that into an interest-paying savings account. And almost all graduates will have to slowly pay back their student loans. And after that, Ollie's next big concern is what to do with the extra cash after budgeting. Well, it's about saving, investing, and even, an alien thought for some 21-year-olds maybe, starting a pension for your retirement. My top tip for graduates who really want to step things up a gear is to stay enrolled in their workplace pensions and to contribute more to them if they possibly can, because that's free money from your employer. And also to consider other tax-free accounts like lifetime ISAs and stocks and shares ISAs. OK, that's a lot to take in. First up, there are long-term savings goals. I'd recommend that Ollie thinks long-term about his goals in the future because that will really determine how he manages his finances now. So, for instance, if he's determined about saving for his first home, he might want to think about taking out a lifetime ISA because he can get up to £1,000 from the government free every year towards that goal. Next, Ollie could start investing. It sounds to me like Ollie would be just the perfect candidate for starting investing early And unless you are prepared to really get to grips with investments and figure out what you really want out of your stocks and shares portfolio, it's probably better to go with one of these online investment platforms that offer more ready-made options. But it's all there for Ollie to investigate. The world really is his oyster. And here's an important tip about pensions that many 21-year-olds should take heed of to grab some free money. He may not qualify for his workplace pension just yet, because the minimum age for being automatically enrolled into that is 22. But it's not far off. And once that happens, Ollie needs to stick with his workplace pension because he's getting free money from his employer. They'll be contributing to his pension and he's going to get tax relief from the government further down the line as well. And his employer may even offer matched contributions, which means that if Ollie offers to pay more in, so would his employer. And that would be a real win-win situation. And Iona says if your salary is increasing, as Ollie's will, over his three years, you should consider putting some of that spare cash into that workplace pension to turbocharge your savings through the magic of tax relief and the fact that your employer will probably match any contributions you pay in. 
Now, it doesn't stop there for you graduates. You might have money coming in from a pretty good salary, but like Ollie, you'll be worried about your job lasting. What would you say are COVID's impacts going to be on hiring and firing for sort of earlier employees? My second expert has faced his own threat of job loss. I faced a similar situation of a recession where there was a contraction going on and many of us were going to lose our jobs. That's Jonathan Black, who heads up the careers service at Oxford University and writes the weekly Dear Jonathan column for the FT, which is full of great work tips. He remembers the advice he was given to cope. The way to survive it and to thrive almost was to think about the items that were in your control. So many things we're all facing at the moment are completely outside our control. How the virus behaves, what government policy is, what your bosses are thinking of doing. Don't try to control that. Focus completely on the things that are in your side of your control. But it's especially difficult, the problems that COVID has caused relating to office work, working from home, for those younger employees, those who have yet to build up the networks, the connections. And obviously, as a graduate trainee in any company, that's going to be crucial to your future success. So what's your advice to people in Ollie's position? Attitude determines altitude. The firm has recruited Ollie because of his attitude and his potential. So number one is to keep up that really positive attitude and to ask questions. I mean, not to the point of questions you should know the answer to, but be open to asking and and checking in. Is, Is this about the right amount of interaction you want and so on? From where you sit in the University of Oxford, what effects of COVID are you seeing, particularly on the graduate end of the jobs market? I mean, Ollie's got friends who had been offered places at firms and those offers have now been rescinded. There's a view that graduates are cheap. You can just hire and fire them. I don't think that's what's going to happen here. All the indications we have are that the firms want to keep the pipelines flowing and they're going to be hiring not for the skills he brings. He hasn't even done his exams yet. He's not a qualified accountant, but they've hired him for his attitude. Okay, that sounds promising, but the pandemic means you need to work hard making an impact in your big new job. Ollie and others need to think about their brand you know, what are you known for? When you're not there, what do people say about Ollie? And what I'd like to think is it's the same as on a CV. People say, oh, yeah, he's highly reliable. He gets the stuff done and he's good to have around. That means on video calls and on emails and on those rare social events they organise, it's being that authentic same person. That doesn't mean acting apart because no one can keep that up for long. But it's, uh, it's being yourself, and then people will respect that. But I'm afraid as Ollie and his friends and graduates across the world are seeing, jobs can be delayed or even taken away. I know how recession feels too. It's distressing. You think you're going to be next. But Jonathan has found some somewhat reassuring words from a great French writer. We can't guarantee that the job is going to be there, but this is the Victor Hugo quote about... The bird resting on the branch is confident, not because of the branch is strong, but because they have wings and can fly. So if the branch breaks, he's got the skills, he's got the uh, approach. So number one is get the work done and get qualified, because that's then a transferable skill. And yes, he's right there. Companies will reshape, go bankrupt, merge, be taken over, and you just have to roll with it. Be ready for the big changes, and they are going to come you just got to get stuck in and be ready to help. So what can we take away from our two experts? 
Have a good attitude, be agile, be yourself, and above all, be organised with your money and your work life. Finding housemates you can trust, setting a budget, and taking full advantage of tax breaks like pensions to save for your future are all great tips for grads. And if you can get a decent handle on your finances when you start earning serious money, then you'll be setting up good habits which should hopefully last for the rest of your life. But what does 21-year-old Ollie make of all of this? I certainly feel far more reassured than I did a month ago, although, again, we are so limited in how far we can plan ahead, what we can expect, whether the current rules will be more relaxed by January, whether they'll be even stricter. I feel more reassured in my own personal ability to come through and deal with such challenges and certainly the advice that's come in has helped to certainly in relation to the workplace pension and again just that general making a good first impression and believing in your own brand I feel like those have been the two key takeaways from this there's so much uncertainty still but I think that general self-belief is something that I certainly need a bit of an injection of after the last few months of being a graduate albeit with with a graduate job but the prospect of it not being the exciting sort of experience that it may have been for previous years. Mm, but also life is about risk. You know, whether that's investing, whether that's, you know, starting a career, you've got to take some calculated risks in order to advance. And it's up to us to make ourselves feel more comfortable with the level of risks that we're taking and educate ourselves about the processes involved. And, you know, you've shown to me on this podcast that you're very, very able to, to do that, to take the information on board. The best of luck with your exams and with the new job. And we do hope that you'll keep listening to the podcast. Oh, of course. Thank you very much, Claire. That's it from Money Clinic with me, Claire Barrett, this week. And we do hope you like what you've heard. If you would like to chat with me on a future episode of the show and get some expert thoughts on a money issue that's bugging you, then email me. The address is money at ft.com. Want to read more? Check out the show notes for links to articles I've written on these topics. Take a peek at our website, ft.com money. Grab a copy of the FT Weekend newspaper or follow us on Twitter at ftmoney. Money Clinic was produced in London by Josh De La Mare. Our sound engineer is Breen Turner and our editor is Amy Keane. And the original music is by Metaphor Music. And finally, just so you know, the Money Clinic podcast is a general discussion around financial topics and does not constitute an investment recommendation or individual financial advice. For that, you'll need to find an independent financial advisor. That's the small print over and done with. See you back here next week. Goodbye. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.